Hello, everybody. It is great to be here one more time. My name is Gary Fowler, and I am the CEO, president, and co-founder of GSD Venture Studios, a premier AI and quantum venture studio located in Silicon Valley. And uh, it's with great pleasure today that I bring on board Kingsley Kobayashi. I'd like to thank you for tuning in to GSD Presents Silicon Valley AI and Tech. Kingsley is an incredible individual. He has uh, been involved in blockchain. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's an author. He moved from Nigeria to Japan and uh, has incredible stories. He's been involved in all facets of uh, technology, as I said, from blockchain to clean tech. So with that, I'd like to bring my friend, Kingsley Kobayashi, on board. Thank you very much, Gary. It's, it's good to be here. It's good to see you again. And uh, my name is Kingsley Kobayashi. I am the founder and chairman of Kobayashi Group. Uh, I am a serial entrepreneur, investor in uh, traditional finance, blockchain, technology, uh, among other things. Uh, been, I've been in Asia for about 30 years or more, and uh, mainly in Japan. I, I traveled around the world uh, for different seminars, different investment opportunities. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much, Gary, for having me. Okay, I have a question, Kingsley. How hard was it to learn Japanese? Yeah, well, uh, I was younger then, and uh, I have always been good with languages. I, I speak about eight languages and uh, dialects. So luckily for me, when I got to Japan, there are similarities with the syllables in Japan and that of Bini Empire, where I come from in Nigeria. Uh, so, for example, Ame is Ame. Ame is water in Japan. Domo is Domo. So I was lucky to have that uh, connection with Japan. And that is why I'm to stay there. Uh, it took me about two years to actually grasp Japanese and grasp the, you know, they have, uh, you have Kakana, Hiragana, and Kanji, and they are all different. You have to actually study every one of them. So it took me about two years to have a grasp of it and to actually speak. And what they are about. Now, can you write in Japanese, Kingsley? Now? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. You broke up for a little bit there. Yes, I can. Yeah, sorry, I, you know, you know, I'm, I'm back in Nigeria now. Uh, I don't have one of the best internet at home, but it still breaks off now. Then. What I what I was asking you is, I said, can you write Japanese now? Yes, I can. I am a Japanese citizen, so you have to be able to write and read Japanese to become a, a Japanese citizen. That is amazing. That is incredible. <laughs> and, what, yeah. and what other languages do you speak besides uh, English and Nigerian? What other languages? I speak Chinese, I speak uh, Czech, I speak uh, four different African languages. I understand uh, Taiwanese. Uh, it's a little bit different from Chinese because I was in Taiwan for some time, for about a year when I, when I studied Chinese for a little bit. So I'm, I, I pick up languages easily. I'm, I'm not a linguist, I cannot say I'm a linguist, but I'm, I speak and understand about eight different languages and dialects. Wow, that's incredible. And can you write in Mandarin too or Cantonese? I could write at the beginning, but when I started start studying Japanese, I kind of forgot you know, how to write my uh, Mandarin because it's different. It's, 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 it's similar, but it's really different. You know, once you mix them up, you have, you know, the way they say Yama and Yama is, 
you know, the same mountain, but it is written in a different way. Yama means mountain, but when you write it, it's different. So one has to be very careful how you put them together. <laughs> that's, that's, that's incredible. <laughs> wow, you're amazing. So tell me a little bit about it. So you come over to Japan 30 years ago. What made you decide to do it? Well, uh, I first moved to Asia and I first moved to Hong Kong. And uh, from Hong Kong, I went to Taiwan. I was uh, actually doing trading because uh, my first company, Harry King's Investment, uh, I founded when I was 21 years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I did was there was no internet then. There was no Google to search for things. There was no way to raise money for startups. I would go to those who have the money with ideas from different people. And then I would go to Hong Kong, Taiwan. Uh, bring the products back to Nigeria, resell it, and then we all share the profit three ways. So I was opportune to be to be traveling like this and, and, and making little money. Then I got to Japan. I just fell in love with it. The people are humble. They are, you know, what I mean, in, in a population where you have more than sixty percent doing martial arts, and yet they don't fight. Nobody fights. I say, you know, nobody. They, they but don't drink. Sixty percent do martial arts, but they don't fight. They don't fight. Nobody, nobody fights. Everybody's, you know, it's, it's a country where somebody matches your leg. You say, I'm sorry. And he say, I'm sorry. You both apologize to each other. First, I have my leg on the road and then he, he matches the leg. So we both apologize to each other. So, I mean, the culture is so accepting to me, you know, and uh, it's a country where you can make it legitimately. If you can think out of, out of the box, legitimately, you don't have to do any illegal stuff to make it. You can work hard and reinvest your money in different ways and actually become somebody really that's incredible and what about um what about the uh the employment there they get they used to have lifetime employment do they still have that yes yeah, some companies do have that but uh personally uh i worked for some time i was given a opportunity by mr g to man for the purpose of this uh conversation i call him mr g who gave me an opportunity to manage his uh entertainment industry uh, at a time where blacks were not even in that in that uh, uh, category so I, I got a job I did very well with the job I got to, to be people who, who were not up there uh, everybody that was everybody uh, Richard Branson uh, DiCaprio Dennis Hopper when he was here alive everybody that was anybody from every country came to his entertainment industry and that gave me a leeway to becoming who I am today because I meet right people who are okay. I want to be like this person. I want to grow like this, and I got I got help from that community, and uh, I'm grateful to him. About really, wow, that's amazing. So you were meeting with quite a range: Dennis Rodman to Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I met, that's quite I a range. Yeah, were they nice? Oh, they were. Were they nice? Very nice. They were very nice. They were very nice. I mean, met in my life. He was nice. He was super nice. You know. He Who was, was that again, pompous. Kingsley? Who was that? Dennis, did you say? Dennis Hopper. Ah, Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the best human beings I ever met. He was. It was a lovely man. He came in with DiCaprio, and he was just lovely. Uh, PDD. Uh, I met a lot of people. I met a lot of people, and. I have not seen one that was really mean. I mean, there is one or two, but I'm not going to mention their name. But the truth is, they were actually nice, and because I was giving them service, and they were happy about the service I was giving them, and that gave me an opportunity to learn more about uh, the entertainment industry, learn more about hospitality, 
and uh, combine that with my trading abilities. And when the blockchain thing came up, I was uh, able to key into it because I had all these informations. And uh, I went into that partnership with my business partner, Tony Evans. Wow. So tell us a little bit about what's King uh, Kobayashi do, doing, Kingsley, today. What kind of thing projects are you working on? Yeah, Kobayashi Group uh, is a versatile company. Uh, we have uh, different sectors attending to different things around the world. Uh, first of all, we have the blockchain sector that we invest in projects built on blockchain, uh, whether it's payment system, whether it's renewable energy, whether it's uh, uh, healthcare innovations uh, during the COVID pandemic. We invest in that area. Uh, when it comes to traditional finance, uh, we invest in commercial real estate. We, uh, I have my own uh, pharmaceutical company, HBK Naturalist, that produces natural herbal drugs uh, for people ar around the world. That's actually. Uh, is it a big company? Uh, what kind? How big is your company, Kingsley? It's big. Uh, it's big. I'm lucky. I have about uh, I have about 15 different companies on that Kobayashi Group, actually. So mm -hmm. it's, it's big, it's big, it's, it's worldwide. It's, it's around, you know, like we have companies in Europe, we have companies in uh, in uh, all around Africa, we have companies in Asia, uh, Japan, and it, it's huge, it's big, I'm grateful. That's great, fantastic. So tell me a little bit more. So doing business in Japan, how easy is that? It's pretty easy. That is what people don't understand. The language is the first barrier you have across. I am of the belief that if you want to succeed in any country in the world, you have to respect their culture, tradition, and custom. If you go there to boss anybody around or try to bend the rules or break the rules, you will not succeed. Now, Japan is a country that if I say, go and bring this document, you will definitely find that document to bring to establish your company. Another thing that Japan, Japan is very particular about is, are you paying your taxes? You have to understand that Japan is a country that does not have natural resources like Africa. They depend on taxes to run their economy. So if you are paying your taxes, they really, they really respect that and they will push you forward to become successful. That's great. So it's a matter of taxes. Yeah. Interesting. So what, so tell us a little bit about, so what are some of the other, what are the hottest companies in the Kobayashi group today and, and, um, and what about technology? Are you the utilization of technology? I know you're involved in blockchain. Yes, the actually uh, in Africa looking into uh, actually started with waste to power energy. Uh, I was involved with waste to power energy, uh, and that does two things. Uh, as you all know, there's a lot of garbage out there on the streets of uh, Africa or Nigeria, in particular, where I come from. And the, the, the best way to to get rid of the waste. And at the same time, give energy that they don't have is using is turning waste into power. So we are solving two problems at the same time. But we also have to look at solar energy. I'm working with a company right now called Solar Chain. Uh, they are involved in creating energy for smaller people, not the big companies. You know, every household has a generator in Africa or in Nigeria that gives them power. And the truth is, an average African, an average Nigerian, does not need 24 hours light. They need a, between 8 to 12 hours light every day to be able to, okay, I'm, 
I'm not home. I'm going to off everything. I just need the fridge to be on or the freezer to be on. And that will carry it when I'm back. So, and then you have the sunlight that is there for 12 to 13 hours every day. So sol solar power is going to be the way out for Africa uh, because we have, we, ha we have the sunlight we have. And then you have agriculture. People mm -hmm. are not looking into agriculture. We, we have a fertile land. Our lands are very fertile. You throw away, you, you eat a mango and, and you throw away the, the seed, it grows right there. So you don't even have to the land. So the land is so good that people are coming in now with data analysis using artificial intelligence to say, okay, this area, this can happen here. Now, let's not even talk about our natural resources, which is being wasted away because it's not on blockchain. So my, 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 my goal is to be able to put modular refineries on blockchain. Why is that? They produce 60,000 to, to 80,000 liters a day, but it's on blockchain. Everybody, anybody can invest from anywhere in the world. Take Venezuela, for, for example. You wouldn't have the problem if it was on blockchain. So what happened is that from the drilling to the refinery, to the byproducts, to the waste, which is top of the road, it's all on blockchain, it's transparent, it's, it's, it's secured, and the smart contract automatically pay money to people. So there is no way they can be corrupt or take the money for themselves. So this is a system that we need to build on, the whole world need to build on for transparency. So I'm looking into that. I'm also looking into healthcare innovations. When you look at healthcare innovations, Africa is way behind. Now I am I'm not happy that COVID happened, but COVID did open a lot of doors for the government of the day to realize that they cannot always run to America or run to Indian or run to London to get treatment. They have not had to invest in the country to be able to get treatment themselves. So that will also help the common man. Then you look, you look at EduTech, you know, last year I was locked down in Nigeria during the pandemic. I was here for five months with my family. And for that five months, many homes don't have electricity. Many homes don't have computer. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have computer, how are you going to be able to have education from home? It's not going to happen. So this is a problem that needs to be solved. So there's a lot of opportunities in Africa that we take for granted in, in other parts of the world that is not, is not here. So it's, it's a question of you copy this technology, bring it back here, and you make it work. You know, it's very simple. Yeah, I think that's great. I know when I lived in Russia, you know, I started going to Russia in 92 and lived there and started moved there in the 2000s, early 2000s. I mean, it was the same kind of way. There weren't a lot of there were things that just weren't there. It wasn't. Uh, yeah. And but it it came very quickly, Kingsley, very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised. I mean, the, you know, moving from math and science to uh to uh, startups, right? It happened incredibly quickly. So, I mean, I, I we see that in Nigeria today. We work a lot yeah. with Nigerian startups, Zambian startups, Kenyan startups, et cetera. There's just a phenomenal opportunity. Kingsley? Yeah, I can hear you, I can hear you, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, no you problem. Me? Your uh, image went out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just had to take care of somebody. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on with, uh, you know, in terms of Africa, what do you think in terms of, you know, Nigeria? What's going to happen over the next, you know, three to five years? 
from where it is today. You were saying about electricity and and that kind of thing. What's going to happen? How's it going to evolve? Yeah, uh, I see the opportunity. I look at Nigeria now the way I look at Japan when I go to Japan about 30 years ago. There was a lot of opportunities. There was nothing in Japan uh, at that time. Yes, yes, they were you no, know, they were growing. They didn't even know how to separate their garbage, you know, uh, burnable, not burnable. But when they started with without the, the separation and things like that, you know, people have to you know it boils down to discipline. Discipline. So the Japanese are very disciplined. So they follow the rules, they use this for that for this, for this, for that, and they were able to recycle the products. Now I see the kind of opportunity in Africa, in Nigeria in particular. Now, what advantages do we have? We have a young workforce, very young workforce, educated, versatile workforce that are willing to work. They have different ideas. Let, let it be payment system, let it be healthcare innovation, maybe energy, just mention it. I, I, I had meetings with several of, of them in the past three, four weeks. And it's just amazing, their ideas. But the problem they have is like every developing country, they don't have money to back it up. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is where blockchain comes, comes to play. I am not talking about cryptocurrency right now. So in terms of those projects, you know, people are coming here to invest with, with, with traditional finance. You know, the, the government have programs where you can actually send your money to Nigeria, invest in a program, and they have a system where you can get back your money. Up to now, it has been very difficult for people to repatriate their investment in, in African countries. You know, the, the government is making it easier for you to repatriate your money back to your country, uh, which is one of the major problems that was there before because there was no exit strategy. So the exit strategy is there right now. The government is supporting that, and I'm very happy with that. Uh, then you have... Uh, the population is growing. Uh, Africa is going to be 1.7 billion in, in, in 2030, 2015. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, 2021, 2025. Uh, that's going to be huge. You know, the population is huge. And it's a young population, very young population. And the workforce, they, they are willing to work. They have the energy. You know, when I watch uh, American football and, uh, or American baseball, and I see all these people hitting the ball or going there. Look at how Africans are built. They are built for this game. But they don't have the sports centers. They don't have the coaches to educate them on how to make use of this opportunity, use their energy in the right way, use right. Their, 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 their ability the right way. The same applies to technology. They are all educated in AI, robotics, uh, medicine, this and that, but the infrastructure are not available. So you have an opportunity for investors to invest into the infrastructure. We are not even talking about telemedicine or food delivery system right now because that's another ball game with, with the population, right? So telemedicine, uh, uh, tele uh, consultation, these are things that are going to happen in the near nearest future so in the next five years africa is going to grow so high when people talk about companies in the world they don't realize that more than 400 companies that have a revenue of over 1 billion are from africa but they don't realize that well they that's just, yeah they just undermine and un underestimate 
the potential in Africa. We have the population. You know, if we were going to invest in a country with 10 million people, and you are coming to invest in a, in a country with 246 million people, take 10% of that equation that is buying your product. It's high. So that is why Japan became successful because they had the population. But right now they have an older population as opposed to the younger population that we have in Nigeria. So we have manpower. Then you look at China, for example. People went to China to build their factories, to build their industries, to build whatever, because labor was cheap. But the labor in Africa is cheaper than China and other Asia countries. So why don't they build there then? What's the problem if there's so much? How do we get that set up? How do we bring companies to Nigeria? Awareness. Awareness. People, people don't even think we have, you know, people don't even think I can live, you know, there's a place like this, you know. People used to ask me in Japan, do you have a TV in Nigeria? How did you come to Japan? I walked. Of course, I came by plane. We have airplanes in Nigeria, for Christ's sake. But they don't understand that. They don't see the opportunity. They just see the negativity that the press is feeding to people. You know, they show the dirty parts of Africa. I have been to 61 countries in the world. I know there's a dirty part in every country. You know, you, 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 go, you go to LA, you go to New York, you, go, you know, there are good streets. You go to London, there are, good oh, yeah. there are, also, there are also slums. So when, when they stop showing this slums in Africa and start showing Africa, people will start coming to invest in Africa. And we are not doing ourselves that favor. Well, I mean, you know, know, I was on, the, on, to, uh, I was on average. I was on a plane one time with one of the CNN reporters, and I asked a direct question: How come you don't have any happy news? He said, "She said uh, it was Greta Van Susteren. Greta Van Susteren. She said um, that because people don't watch it, they want to see the negative stuff, you know. And so, I mean, I I agree." With, Exactly. Okay. You mean if you talk about the positive, positive thing happen. If you talk about the negative, negative things happen, right? So we got to talk about the positive. I mean, there is a booming population. And by the way, I'm really impressed with the amount of uh, AI startups that are in Nigeria. I'm really impressed because they have AI Saturdays. They really are curating those companies. So it's very, very interesting time. But how do the, what are the practical steps? So you got Nigeria. What about the other countries, Kingsley? And then you have North Africa. You know, how's it, you know, do, do the Nigerians think of Egypt as a, you know, part of the continent or how do they view Egyptians? How, how does that look? Is it, are they viewed the same way or do they work it's, with them? Of course, there's, there's a big collaboration going on in Africa that people don't understand. There's, there's an exodus of people coming back home. Uh, how do they get back to the society is one way probably they don't understand. You have to understand that in the early 90s, the, early, the late 80s, there was an exodus of Africans to Europe, Asia, and America. Now, those who left at that time, is, they are now all about my age, right? And they have to come back home. They are coming back home with knowledge. They are coming back home with experience. They are coming back home with different technical uh, know-how. And when they come back home, they have to impart this in their country. Mm -hmm. You know, take, take for example, Kenya. Kenya came up with M-Pasa. So M-Pasa is still one of the most successful payment system around the world. 
Now you have MCOBA, which is an energy, energy power, right? So the East Africans were able to embrace uh, different technologies before us, uh, which, is, which is good. So we now we in the West, in the South, have to learn from them. Now, there are collaborations among Africans, uh, let, be it in agricultural sector, be it mm -hmm. in commercial real estate. But we do need the West, the, the developed world, to collaborate with us to make it happen. Because we don't have the kind of technology or the kind of money to make this happen. So this is where we, have, we need to collaborate with uh, people like you in the, in the Silicon Valley. Uh, we need to co collaborate with, with, with tech guys. We need to co collaborate with different people, uh, not just money, not just money, but the infrastructure, the, the know-how, the back-end support is needed in Africa. And the trust factor has always been a problem. But with people coming back from abroad, and they have that mentality that we can make this work. It's going to happen. Whether they embrace it or they don't embrace it, Africa is the next big thing to happen economically around the world. It's, it's the biggest market around right now. Yeah, no, but, I agree with you, and it's and it's incredible. You're right, the young folks and you know, one point three billion population yeah. growing. I mean, and then the kind of technology needs, you know, for potable water for. Solar, as you said, I mean, think about it. And this opens up. Yeah. Are the governments supportive, Kingsley? How are the governments yes. in the You know, it, 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 there is bureaucracy, as always, in every country, right? Uh, but the government is making different efforts. The, the, the World Bank is even supporting. The uh, industrial banks are supporting. Uh, in my case, the commercial banks have paid the, the continent because uh, they are not able to give loans to SMEs, uh, even uh, though they have a system where they can actually get the money from their salaries from the, from companies. How do you open a company for uh, your wife if you are working with, uh, let's say, uh, SMBC in in Nigeria, right? So you right. have you have you have you have this money coming in. So why don't you? give a loan of, let's say, 100,000, 200,000, and then you take it gradually from, from their salary. They, we don't have this system. So mm -hmm. they, they, go for, they go for the big fish. Oh, we want you to put, we're looking for a client that have 100 million to put in the bank. No, your job is to support the SMEs. Do we even know how many SMEs we have? Do we have that data? To have these data, I think we need to work with the uh, communication companies. Uh, now the government is doing BVN, they're doing, uh, uh, and I and that would that, that, that create data. It's all about data. How do we use data to support the system? The government is willing to work if they understand. If they I don't see. understand, they will go against it. So it's all about understanding, making them, giving them the awareness, educating them on what can be done and how. It Are they aware done. in Nigeria today? Come again. Are they aware in Nigeria? Do they understand? Are they supportive? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. They, I mean, there are things that we don't agree on. Like, for example, the banning of crypto, the banning of these. I would rather they, they regulate. I would rather they, they make regulations to regulate it because it is difficult to actually ban such a thing because it's on, it's on the cloud. It's on the cloud. And most people who are young are actually into it. So what happens now is that they're not trading at a risk. 
you know, they, 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 I mean, when you make regulations, you pro actually protect the investors. You protect your own people. So if they're right. not going to protect their own people, then they, they, people take advantage of them. So I think we need to actually work on this and find a way to regulate it. I, I think are, the, the government is uh, raising questions about that and how to do that. No, I, you know, you're right. I mean, Africa is rising and, you know, audience, uh, you know, if you, if you haven't looked at African startups, if you haven't looked at the region, I mean, it's a great opportunity. Hey, talk to us about your book. Let's see. Um, do you have your book around there anywhere? Yeah, thank you. The, uh, the Beginner's Guide to Financial Freedom. This is a book written by me and my wife, uh, Blanca Kobayashi, who is my wife. Uh, we actually wrote the book. You can see our picture there, right there. Yeah, we so actually, ooh, you're looking yeah. down there. Look like Thank James you, you Bond. Know, <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that address the part, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so during the COVID-19, myself and my wife, we, we go for walks. And uh, during the walk, the, the, the walk time, we okay, let's just, why don't we talk about something? How we, we, got, we got this this far? So we started talking about it. She record it. She will go back home. She will do the right thing. And uh, that's this book. So it's been translated into Japanese and uh, that version will be out next month. It's doing very well on Amazon right now because it's what we did is we removed all the big jargons. You, you know, if, if, when it comes to finance, they want to use those big words to deceive you so that you don't understand what they're talking about. You, you, you use a dictionary to read a book, you won't, you won't understand it. Right? It's like when you talk about blockchain, instead of saying a business plan, they say white paper. We don't understand it. It's a simple business plan. That's what we are asking for. What problem are you solving? Why, why is it that you are the one that can solve the problem? I'm about what, what, uh, this, and then how do I get my money back? Which most right. people don't ask for. And then what is, what is your side hustle? You know, it is good. I, I believe in daily income all my life because I have worked since I was seven years old. So daily, when you have daily income, you are never poor because you have a stream of money coming in all the time. So that is what this book is all about yeah. how you can get your daily income how you can i can reinvest your money and become somebody in life that's great fantastic so, so take a look Where can they get, get you it's at, at on amazon. the amazon right kingsley it's, it's amazon yeah it's on amazon yeah so take a look it's at kingsley's book very interesting we're coming to the top of the hour kingsley what are the closing thoughts and how can people reach out to you Yes, uh, you can reach out to me on uh, LinkedIn, Kingsley Kobayashi. Uh, I have an official Facebook, Kingsley Kobayashi. Uh, Instagram, uh, then you can reach out to me at Kingsley. At KingsleyKobayashi.com. Uh, there's a Twitter handle and all this by my wife. Uh, she actually does the back end work. So I'm just the front guy. So you can reach Kingsley on uh, LinkedIn by LinkedIn or King, KingsleyKobayashi.com. Check him out on Twitter. Kingsley, thanks so much for taking time of your busy schedule today to join us here on GSD Presents Silicon Valley AI and Tech. My friend, it's always good to see you. It's and, a pleasure, um, Gary. I'm, I'm happy tell to your wife you. I say, Yeah, tell your wife yes, I, I mean, say you, hello. I will. I will. Go she ahead. was happy to be with you on, on, on talking. She was happy to be with you there and, and uh, spoke very well of you. And uh, thank you for being there for us always and uh, happy to be your friend. Yeah, absolutely. Great to have you too and, and great to be friends with you. So thank you very much to my audience. Thank you for joining us today for GSD Presents Silicon Valley AI and Tech. I'm your host, Gary Fowler. We'll be back again next Tuesday with another edition of GSD Presents. Have be safe.
be happy and keep smiling. So thank you very much. Take care. Right. And see you again. Thank you, Gary. Ciao. Bye-bye.